Think on your feet for our Fast and Curious 5K, a -a one-of-a-kind race hosted by WBEZ and the Chicago Sun-Times on Saturday, July 27th at Humboldt Park. More info and early bird registration at wbez.org slash events. I'm Sasha Ann Simons, and this is Reset, your guide to news in and around Chicago. The 2020 Black Lives Matter protests following the death of George Floyd brought a wave of people demanding racist monuments be removed nationwide. Confederate monuments were toppled. And here in Chicago, the Christopher Columbus statue in Grant Park was almost knocked over by protesters after a violent clash with police. The city removed the monument temporarily. And two years later, Chicagoans are divided. Should the Columbus statue return to Grant Park? Well, the Chicago Monuments Project says no. It shouldn't. A city commissioned report released Friday recommends the removal of 13 monuments, along with the re-evaluation of numerous statues and plaques across the city. Mayor Lori Lightfoot has yet to comment on how the city will proceed on the report's recommendations, but here to tell us more is WTTW reporter Heather Sharon and art historian at Northwestern University, Rebecca Zorak. Heather, I'll start with you. This report's been a long time coming. Can you just remind us what the Chicago Monuments Project is and why it was formed. Well, I'll take you back to July 2020, which was really sort of the height of the um, social justice protests and the unrest. And really, the Christopher Columbus statue in Grant Park became a focus of that activism. And there was a very violent uh, confrontation between protesters and police. And after that, uh, Mayor Lightfoot removed not only that Christopher Columbus statue, but two others in the city, one in a park in Little Italy. And she launched this commission to sort of say, "Okay, we've taken the statues down. That's going to be temporary, but we need to figure out what to do about all of Chicago's monuments, which lack really a reflection of the city's uh, history as a a center of black culture and its uh, strong women leaders. And who did she have as part of the commission? Well, it was really the one of the commission co-leaders was Bonnie McDonald of Landmarks, Illinois, which makes sense. And it was a lot of art historians and artists and people who were very active in this field to sort of think about how Chicago's public monuments reflects what the city is and Mm -hmm. what it should be. So a lot of details in this report. I've taken a look at it, but give us a a brief overview, Heather. What monuments did they look at and and some of the main findings and recommendations? So initially in February of 2021, the commission said we've looked at all 500 plus monuments in the city and we have flagged 41 as quote unquote problematic. And those included not only the Columbus statues, but also a, a fair number of depictions of Native Americans and American Indians, as well as several statues of presidents, including Abraham Lincoln and George Washington. And they said, these are the monuments that are the next phase of our work is going to focus on, and we're going to figure out whether what we should do about these problematic issues. Now, that took a really long time. It was more than two years after the formation of the commission that this report right. was was issued. And it was issued after the mayor told reporters that the Columbus statues would return to their pedestals. Now, this report had been complete for some number of months before it was released. So it was an open secret. I believe the, the Chicago Tribune had actually reported that the commission said that the, the Columbus statues should not be returned 
that sets up this conflict where we are now with the mayor saying these Columbus statues should return and the mm-hmm. commission saying, no, they shouldn't. And I should also mention that there are two lawsuits involving the Columbus statues that the city is facing. One brought by the Italian-American Joint Civic Committee who wants the statues returned mm-hmm. yesterday and a lawsuit brought by a former lawyer for the Park District who alleged that the mayor used obscene and inappropriate language in consultation with him about these statues. Wow. So much going on there. Let's bring you in here, Rebecca, because I'm curious to hear your initial reaction to seeing the report and and the recommendations to remove 13 monuments. Sure. Um, Well, I haven't thoroughly read all of the report, but I think um, from what I can tell overall, it's a great report, and I really hope the mayor will heed its recommendations. I like the the committee's specific recommendations about particular monuments and historic plaques. I also really like the way the report moves us away from just commemorating individuals in in this particular kind of 19th century style and toward a broader way of understanding how we make history visible in public spaces. So not just history through individuals, but also communities and movements and mm-hmm. shared experiences and values. And and Rebecca, as Heather mentioned, there's been pushback to the removal of the Christopher Columbus statue, particularly by some in the Italian-American community. And the report also includes this rebuttal essay that raises the question overall about who should make the decisions about monument installation and removal. So what do you think? Who gets to decide? Or who should get to decide? Well, I, I mean, I think I think we should all decide. I mean, I think that you know, there's there's ample historical evidence that Columbus was not a nice guy, <laughs> you know. But it's not only about who he was and what he did, did but how his image functions symbolically. Yeah. And I understand, you know, and it's very clear from that rebuttal in the report that um, his image has functioned in a particular way for at least for certain Italian Americans, but not all Italian Americans love Columbus. And I think that if the way you celebrate your own community causes so much pain to another community that's also your, you know, your friends and neighbors, you might want to think about whether there are other ways to celebrate your community and whether there are other, you know, whether there are Italian Americans who could be commemorated and, um, and, and other Italians even. In addition to the removal recommendations, Heather, this report also advocates for the reevaluation of some monuments. Tell us more about that part. Well, there are a number of monuments that the commission said were problematic but fell short of needing to be removed, including the the statue at the entrance of Grant Park, uh, which depicts sort of a, a, a Native American on horseback with a spear. And that monument, the commission said, should should stay, but needs to be put in its proper context. And it's not clear exactly sort of what that would mean. Is that Mm -hmm. another artwork? Is that a plaque? Is it some sort of ongoing educational sort of... Like maybe uh, new signage? Right. Yeah. So it's not clear. And there were, uh, there are other, um, you know, monuments that they wanted to sort of recontextualize as well, including the statue of George Washington, who, of course, in addition to being this nation's first president, was somebody who enslaved other human beings, and that they think is important to be reflected in the city's public space. So what do you think, Rebecca, about that strategy of creating new signage or just response pieces to some of the monuments? Yeah, I 
I think, yeah, I think it doesn't have to just be new signage. Um, and I think I also, um, you know, was impressed with the, the committee's discussion of the DuSable Bridge uh, reliefs also because those are very, you know, those are very problematic images that um, place Native Americans in a, um, in a problematic light, but that can't be removed structurally or can't easily be removed structurally. So there's some questions there too. And I think things like temporary installations and performance and various different kinds of reframings can be done that are artistic as well as just strictly informative. So I do think that there's a real opportunity here, and I think the committee gestures toward it, to have new artworks that don't necessarily have to use this specific monumental idiom, but that can do other things and, mm -hmm. and recontextualize these monuments in particular ways. So let's pick up, uh, Heather, where Rebecca left off there. That report recommends the city put money towards the creation of new monuments. Are there ideas yet for like what they would be and who they'd be for? They are, there are. So when this report was released at the same time, the city's Department of Cultural Affairs and Special Events said, we're going to give $50,000 planning grants to not to eight monuments that have been in the works. And that includes plans for a monument to Mahalia Jackson in Chatham, um, the recognition of Mother Jones, and as well as um, an attempt to memorialize um, uh, uh, Kitty Hawa, who was the wife of Jean-Baptiste Point du Sable, who's considered the first non-native settler of Chicago. And so there are ideas about what's what's missing and sort of to correct that imbalance. And what really struck me about the commission's report was that so many of these quote-unquote problematic monuments were created really at the height of sort of the, the, the city beautiful moment when it was the 1893 World's Fair and this sort of exaltation of, of of white supremacy and sort of, you know, whiteness being an ideal. And so many of these monuments, including the DuSable Bridge reliefs and, you know, memorials to, to Marquette um, and Joliet really sort of reflect that as sort of something to strive for in the ideal. The question is, is can you sort of counterbalance those memorial, that those monuments with new monuments or do you have to take the, down those monuments mm. in total? What do you think, Rebecca? Well, I, I mean, honestly, I think there are some that should just come down, um, and I really feel that way about the Columbus um, statues. I think that there, there are others that, and you know, I think it, it's also important to think like people. Um, people are complicated, and um, and there are re good reasons to think about history and think about history visually. Yeah. Um, but I think that that the the Columbus statues in particular. Um, what they represent for Native Americans is 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 so violent and so um, you know geno really genocidal. I mean that's the sort of symbolism that's being represented there. And I think that that's um, that 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 I don't think those should have a place in the public space of our city. Um, I think there are other cases where. Um, and you know, and but there, there, there might be other ways to think about the legacy of Columbus, and with respect to Italian Americans, that might be you know, new um, artworks that are not necessarily monumentalizing. Because I think one one of the things that goes along with the monument is the idea that we are supposed to, um, you know, I mean, it really, it's it's really a, a kind of visual language that goes back to um, the you know the 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 worship of gods and the representation of gods in ancient times, and so you know that we are supposed to kind of give devotion to these figures, that we're supposed to see them as models and see them as people we should admire. And so that's, you know, that, that particular visual language, I think, is very yeah. problematic. But, the, but simply the fact of, of kind of, of, of representing history visually doesn't have to be. 
Yeah, I know you have some very specific thoughts, Rebecca, about other Italian-American monuments that, that could be created, right? Did you want to share any of those with us? Oh, well, yeah, no, I mean, I'm, I, one of the fields that I research is, is the Italian Renaissance. And so there, you know, there, there are plenty of figures from Italian history, from, you know, artists and scientists who could be commemorated as really important individuals. There are also figures like Florence Scala in Chicago, a really important activist who fought to save the neighborhood of Little Italy in the middle 20th century, who could, you know, and, and we have a, a huge dearth of monuments to women. So she would be a wonderful figure for the Italian. I, I mean, I think I'm not Italian American, so I can't can't speak for the Italian American community, but I, you know, I think of her and and you know and others like her as as, as yeah. wonderful possibilities for monuments. So Heather, as of last week, uh, the mayor has not said definitively what she plans to do with um, these findings in the report. So any insight yet? I know you you can pull some strings. <laughs> any insight as to how the mayor's office might proceed? Well, it, it's a very, um, it, you know, it, it's it's a bad pun, but she is literally between a rock and a hard place on this issue. Bump, bump, bump. And um, because <laughs> she really sort of sought to, you know, claim the mantelpiece of all of the activism and the surge of demand for change after the George Floyd protests and, and sort of put forward this commission as a way to do this thoughtfully and like so much of what has happened in the intervening two plus years that activism has really sort of been diffused or Mm -hmm. deferred and there's no real sort of push for this issue and it has truly become just a headache because the most active group on this is the Italian American Joint Civic Committee who is enraged that these statues are not back yet. So that presents a a political problem for the mayor who of course is running for re-election in February and you know she promised to sort of start this racial healing and reckoning effort and there's really been no substantive progress Mm, on that and she's going to make somebody mad and nobody likes to make anybody mad in election year so she's either going to make the italian american community or the you know as represented by the civic committee very very angry or she's going to you know sort of complicate efforts for her to win back progressive votes in february and that is a needle I'm not sure how she threads. Do we know next steps for the commission now that the report's been published? So as far as I understand it, the commission's work is essentially done, that they have given this recommendation and it is now up for sort of it's up to her. quote unquote next steps. Yeah. And um, I did think it was interesting in that the mayor's statement, she addressed both specifically the Italian-American community and Chicago's Native American community, almost sort of on an equal basis. And I'm struck by what Rebecca said, that if your way of honoring your heritage is so painful to another group in the city, um, it it just sets up really an unavoidable conflict between the two of them. And it would give a candidate from the left sort of an opening to say to the mayor, hey, you didn't keep your promise on this because that's really where we are. But keeping that promise, reckoning with that that racist history that we all sort of have to sort of grapple with here in Chicago is, yeah. is not a cost-free proposition. Well, leave us with this, Rebecca. If a particular monument, say the Columbus statue, isn't put back in place, what do you think could or should be done with it? Well, that's a great question. I mean, there are, there are works of art in the city's collections that are, you know, hidden away in storage and um, that, you know, that I'd, I'd much rather see come out <laughs> than, you know, um, I, I'm not sure that there, in, in other words, I'm not sure that the, the city has the resources to kind of 
um, find space to display a, an object like that in mm -hmm. a way that um, kind of contextualizes it properly, but, uh, you know, that, that isn't out in public space in that very aggressive way. Um, but, you know, it, it would be, it, I think it, it would, I would think that it would be possible to do such a thing, like to have, to have um, some kind of way of displaying it in an indoor location in a way that fully contextualizes it, where it isn't kind of put in this um, position of being a kind of object of admiration um, or of kind yeah. of expected admiration. So I'm not against, you know, I'm not, I'm not saying it needs to be melted down. You know, I'm not against preserving these kinds of monuments, but um, I, practically speaking, I'm not sure what, um, what its uh, final destination could be. That was Rebecca Zorak, Associate Professor of Art History at Northwestern University, and Heather Sharon, Chicago politics reporter with WTTW. Thank you both. This episode of Reset was produced by Andrew Merriweather and mixed by Ethan Schwab. Subscribe to this podcast to stay up to date on the news, politics, the economy, and arts and culture in Chicago and beyond. We drop an episode every weekday afternoon and Saturdays, too. If you liked this episode, you might want to listen to our conversation about the stories our public monuments tell and who they should honor. The picture that they present has to be one that can account for changes in our culture over time and how we how we want to continue to represent ourselves and see ourselves. Check it out. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. Thank you for listening. Back with more tomorrow. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR.